Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Welcome back to another episode of Pushing Back Chaos. This is episode 46, coming to you with Mike and Raph. Sans Melon this week, because Melon has to work, everybody. Melon has to go to work. He doesn't have to tell you when or why or what he's doing, but he didn't show up today. So big fail for Melon. I can't say that I'm surprised. It's kind of the behavior I've expected from that uh they just that ridiculous Aussie see you next Tuesday. So when, when we were texting back and forth and he came out with his non-excuse excuses, I was like, that's par for the course for Mellon. I mean, like I wasn't, I was like, yeah, it, it's up to Mike and I again, carrying this thing forward again. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I know you were out last week, Raph, rightfully. So you were traveling, working, actually, you know, doing God's work. Melon literally wakes up and I don't know for the people out there who've been to Australia or I think it's Australian military term, but they, they don't say it. Hey, I'm getting in bed. They, they call it the farter. F A R T E R the farter. And the fada. The fada. Yeah. The fada. Mate, I'm getting up out of the fada. I can't, I can't do my job, mate. You know, that's what I heard. <laughs> and it just, maybe being an American, it just gives me this image of, a grown man laying under some blankets and just farting and just laying in it. And then he's like, all right, I got to get up and do something with my life. <laughs> I mean, is that wrong? <laughs> no, I think that's pretty accurate. It's basically just Melon giving himself the Dutch oven and anyone within like, you know, striking distance of him in that blanket. <laughs> maybe it's the Irish oven. Maybe, maybe he almost like shits himself, but then he gets up and pounds a beer. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, well, hey, uh, we put out a post and we got a lot of feedback uh, this this past one just talking about topics. And, you know, one of our main things that we want to do with our listeners is being in- engaging. And we like talking about the stuff that, you know, we have throughout our week and that we communicate about in text messages and, you know, whatever. It's like, hey, dude, that's dude, that would be a great topic. But we also want to make sure that anybody that follows us, that you're a part of this too, because, you know, we're just three amigos having conversations, but it's like sharing these conversations and the lessons and the stories and the topics and the guests that really brings you in. And that that's our focus is this isn't, this isn't for us. This is for everybody to kind of be a part of and incorporate in. So uh, we put out a few questions, you know, say, Hey, what topics or guests uh, would you like? And, I think we probably got about 15 responses total and indirect messages and everything like that. So we did pick a couple uh, that we went through that we're going to cover today and just kind of do a Q&A uh, response. And hopefully it leads to uh, to some future episodes, future discussions. Uh, we already had a few guests that were uh, mentioned to us dealing with uh, the VA and Veterans Affairs and health organizations and how we can help out with them and some other topics that I think are just going to be great that we can line up a really good listener for and talk about veterans uh, veterans issues. Uh, so anyways, we just wanted to say thanks. And we're going to jump into a few of these and answer your questions, just what you got. And hopefully you like them. If you don't, well, uh, do what Raph always says is turn this podcast off and go somewhere else. <laughs> 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 I haven't done that in a couple episodes. So you got to give me some credit. Yeah, we we've been paying Raph not to say it. Like we're like, dude, can you not say it? So we've been feeding him taquitos. Taquitos and, <laughs> <laughs> and churros, and he, uh, he stays in his lane now. So little bribery never hurt anybody. But uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll kick it off with our first question is, uh, hey, can you guys identify some veteran-owned companies that you're associated with and maybe talk a little bit about them so maybe they can gain some attention and some support? You know, no, we're not sitting here, you know, giving free publicity to all of our friends or whatever. It's like these are active organizations that we've all been a part of or that are our, our near and dear friends that have been on the show um, that are out there trying to inspire and help uh, other people and veterans and active duty military and stuff like that. So um, I think we have three RAF, right? Um, yeah, we, we, we talked, I mean, and the reason we picked these three was kind of like what Mike was talking about. It's we, we know the founders, 
the CEOs that started it from literally, you know, from the bootstrap, just grinding away um, and then making it into what it is now. And then we know because we know them and we actually have seen them work, you know, not to badmouth other organizations because there are organizations that are doing amazing things, but there is also organizations that like to use the word veteran and, you know, all this kind of raw, raw stuff. And then behind the scenes, they really don't do anything. And the the three organizations that we're familiar with that we've actually worked with and we know the people like they, we know that literally hundred percent of the proceeds go to helping the veterans. Like there's no fluff, there's no bullshit. It's not like one of those crazy mega churches where everyone's got pink hair and they're flying private jets. And, you know, like it's all, we're doing this for Christ. Like these people are pretty authentic. So yeah, we, I, I don't at all hesitate supporting and, and spreading the word on these, on these companies and organizations. Yeah. Well, the first one that uh, we'll open up is really the whole reason that this podcast even exists is heroes media group uh, by Mr. Adam bird, who, who runs it and owns it. And he produces or on the backside does all the coordination and posting and all that for our podcast. Um, that he does. And Adam's a army, uh, army veteran and, uh, just a phenomenal guy, man, like his passion to help others. I mean, he loves the communication and podcast business and, and kind of working that, but, uh, we got to know him almost what, three years ago. And yeah, yeah the whole, he was referred to us by another, by Jimmy Boggs, who we're going to mention here in a second. And they were doing a podcast together named broken and blessed. And it was just like, Hey man, you got to talk to Adam. Like he will help you and set you up with everything. He'll give you the rundown, how to, how to do a podcast, how to get your stuff together, communication equipment, how to sell it, you know, just everything, man. And he was our one-stop shop and uh heroes media group. If, if you guys go to it, it's uh, uh heroes uh, you'll see all the other podcasts. I want to say there's over 40 different uh, podcasts that are mainly veterans uh, and it's everything from, you know, ours is on there to bikers matter, like veteran bikers groups and talk about motorcycles, financial assistance, uh, uh, home, like construction of homes and real estate and how to, you know, uh, literally everything, like how to get a better job. And like, there's all kind of different backgrounds that veterans are having their own podcasts and, and through here's media group, he's given them access to it. Uh, a sidebar of that, if anybody's a big uh, coffee person or anything else, there's HMG Beverage, which is Heroes Media Group Beverage. And you can go to that too. And you can buy some great coffee. Adam sends us coffee like every year, you know, hey, dude, here's some free bags, pass them out, do whatever. And he travels and he's actually pretty big into uh, the whole coffee business. And uh, I think he's got some liquor too. Uh, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that crazy bastard has some has some liquor things going on with uh, the beverage group. So uh, that's our first one. If you haven't, that's heroes, media group, uh, com. If you haven't been to it yet, uh, check it out. And if you're interested in starting a podcast or listening to some other topics or different veterans backgrounds, like that's, that's a good place to go and support. Uh, yeah. And, and he, he does, he, so to cover the, the beverage, so, uh, the beverage side of HMG, the only reason I know this is because I kind of just recently, you know, just full transparency, uh, Adam and I have been talking for the last couple of weeks and he's been trying to, he knows that I've had an interest in starting a coffee company of my own. And basically over several, several weeks, if not months, we finally just kind of came to the conclusion that it would probably be best if I just started working with him and start trying to help him expand on the West, on the West coast. So what that's going to look like, we don't know. And I'm not going to get into all the details because it's just boring, but um, as far as the beverage side, besides the coffee, he does have spirits. He, uh, kind of moving some stuff around, starting up some operations out of Missouri. Uh, but right now, currently he's got, uh, batches of gin and, uh, whiskey bourbon or bourbon whiskey, I should say. Um, so it's, and he's got some other, he's just, he's, he's got some other ideas, uh, that he's like to get off the, he wants to get off the ground. Um, and I, I'm definitely going to be on board with helping him hopefully expand his brand. So again, full transparency, I'm technically going to be kind of rolled into that, into that side of HMG, not just doing the podcast here. Um, but uh, again, Adam, more importantly to what you're saying, my guy, Adam is just, he's just a great dude. Like genuinely, man, the minute you meet him, 
he's about as authentic as, as anybody can be. And you know that his first priority is, is giving back to the veteran community. And that's like first and foremost above anything else. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's really easy to fall in love with that son of a bitch. And then, you know, just kind of want to help him, you know, want to be involved in the, in the uh, all the projects that, that he just, you know, brainchilds and, and tries to get off the ground. So we need more people like him, man. Yeah. Um, you heard it here first, you know, there's, you know, here's media group, HMG beverage and our very own, uh, RAF in the Spokane Mexican cartel that's running with, uh, <laughs> that's running with it. That's Spokane Mexican cartel dot SA punto. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see RAF in a, uh, a, uh, sombrero on the front page of the site so if you're if you're interested yeah. just give him give him a, a chin up and uh he'll know what you're talking about <laughs> all right moving on from there uh next one we got uh operation once in a lifetime uh it's a veteran military charity that uh i've i've personally been a part of since 2011 wow 12 years holy crap um yeah, so the guy that that runs it is uh, retired Army Sergeant Patrick Sowers lives down in Texas, where he's based out of. But this is a national uh, charity, and Pat, man, the first thing that I can describe about Pat is he's he's he has a golden giving heart. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen somebody that gives as much as he do almost to the point where sometimes where I got to kind of like grab him and be like, dude, you need to slow the hell down. Like you're going to have a heart attack. Like he's just constantly go, go, go. He's a, he's an entrepreneur, but his passion is just helping people that, that honestly need it. Uh, I got involved with him. I got to go to an NFL game 12 years ago, just totally random. I was in the middle of training and there was like, Hey, yeah, we're sending you home and you're going uh, to this NFL game and be a personal guest. And I'm like, for what? Like, I didn't do anything. I'm not a wounded guy. I didn't do anything special. Like the hell did I do to deserve this? You know, but it was just kind of how it all worked out. And here I met Pat and uh, that's when I met Troy Palomalu and uh, the Steelers and kind of got involved with that. And uh it was just such a cool experience, man, to hang out with the team and have this once in a lifetime experience. And I just remember before I left, I was getting ready to deploy to uh, Afghanistan. And I was just like, dude, I don't know what I did to deserve this, but this is freaking awesome. And if you're trying to do this for more people, like count me in, like, I love what you're doing. And because you can just see how genuine he was, like, he didn't care about you know, well, what's in it for me? It was like, man, right. I, I want to make sure you guys all have a wonderful time that you recognize that you remember that people care about you and like want to make sure that the everyday grinders get recognized as well. And I was like, man, I really respect that. And everybody that went had a great time and I'm still friends with a lot of guys that I met that time. And, you know, it's, it's really cool, but uh, overall his mission is to help families, uh, both active duty and veteran community uh, he's helped over 100,000 families uh, since, I believe, 2007, 2006, when he's first started it up. And it's literally anything you can think about. Uh, if you served honorably, you qualify. It doesn't matter your Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, Space Force. Um, he's even helped out first responders, police, um, mm -hmm. you know, firemen, all that sort of thing. Uh, you can feel free to reach out to him at OperationOnceAlifetime.com. Uh, that's his main website. You can donate. Uh, I've been donating every month for 12 years. I just have it on auto pay and just go to it. Cause I just, I, I believe in it. Um, but it literally goes from anything from there was, I mean, a couple of big ones off the top of my head, man. There was a, uh, there was a Marine that reached out to him and he was saying, Hey, I did five tour year long tours to Iraq combat infantry Marine and he's like, basically, my wife told me like, hey, uh, if you do another one, we don't know if, if we'll be here when we get back. Like they just couldn't take any more stresses on the family and, you know, all that. So he's like, yeah, it was time for me to get out of the Marine Corps. I go to leave. I'm doing my out processing medical stuff. And the doctor comes to me and goes, yeah, I don't know how to tell you this, but you have stage four brain cancer and you have about three months to live. It's like, holy shit, man. And this guy reached out to... Uh, a couple other charities and they're like, well, you weren't wounded. 
so we can't help you. And I'm not knocking other charities that only help wounded, like that's just whatever, but there's a lot of different cases. But this guy reached out to Pat and he goes, hey man, listen, here's the truth. I'm done. Like my, my time's up, but it's not about me. He's like, my dream was to take my girls to Disneyland and I wanted to see their faces light up when they saw their favorite characters, Mickey and Minnie Mouse. He's like, that's my dream is to give my kids their dream. And I just want to be there and alive to see it before I pass. So um, I actually helped out with this and we, we put on a flag football tournament and raised tons of money. We rented Dallas Cowboys stadium and had this huge tournament and all this stuff to raise money and uh, reached out to a bunch of our friends to pull out like jerseys and tickets and whatever else we could do to raffle off. And we raised enough money and surprised this guy with a seven, seven day paid vacation to Disneyland where he got to spend with his family. And I think about a month and a half later, he ended up passing. Um, so you could call that once in a lifetime. Uh, other things that we've helped out with uh, is uh, just a single parent that's in the military that's working at their military job during the day. And then they have to go to a night job just to make ends meet uh, that are helping around the holidays. And it's just like, Hey, we're going to surprise you. We're going to get you, you know, a car, or we're going to raise money, to help you get a car to get around easier. So you're not taking the bus or uh, some Christmas gifts or some birthday gifts or do something special for the community. Uh, little things, uh, taking soldiers and everything to uh, major league baseball games, basketball games, NFL games, uh, you name it. I mean, the, the connections and how much it's grown is, is just awesome. And the amount of people that are willing to donate and help out and offer their time experience and uh, just really want to show appreciation to all the military uh, veterans out there in active duty. Uh, this charity is something I truly believe in. I've been personally a part of it. And I'll tell you, there is no bullshit attached to it. There is no million dollar party once a year that's going off with half the funds and whatever like some of these other charities have heard um it's full-on commitment and this dude lives in his truck driving and coordinating and doing whatever every time i call him Pat, what do you with doing? a monster in his hand yeah, with a monster a fucking... yeah he's got he eats tacos and monsters and then he goes to the gym but i'm like dude you're gonna die but um he's just always working He's always, yeah. always traveling, always trying to figure out, dude, what can I do better? How can I raffle off? How yeah. can I make more money to help these veterans and all these people that are calling them and, and doing the deal? So if you're looking for a charity and it's like, hey, I want to donate something this year. Or I know Memorial Day is coming up. Uh, look up OperationOnceAlifetime.com. And he's on Facebook. He's on Instagram, I believe. You can look him up and his phone number is on there. And if you call him, he will answer or return the call. Like that's his main thing. If you call he guarantees you a call back like, and he, and he will, because half the time I'm with him, he's on the damn phone. So, <laughs> that, that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? You got anything to say for it, Ref? No, man. I mean, everything you just said, I, I second it and I fully like support every word that you said about Pat. Like he is the real deal. Like he is the guy that just, if, you, if you're in a, in a tough spot as a veteran, man, that's the guy you reach out to. Because uh, if Pat can't help you for some reason, like, you know, monetarily or whatever, he will find a way. Like, that's the one thing that's amazing about him is that that dude, he's a, he's a goddamn magician. Like, he just makes things happen. And it's pretty, like you said, he's just an entrepreneur. So he's just got that kind of mind, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's fascinating to watch him work. It's also exhausting to watch him work because he's like nonstop. <laughs> But I love that dude, man. He is He's genuinely got, like you said, he's got a golden heart. So yeah, shout yeah. out to Operation Once in a Lifetime and let, let's put some support behind that for anyone listening. Yeah. And not to mention, he's he's a great friend as well. Yeah. He's a good man. He's a great father, great husband, and he's a great friend. Yeah. All right. And our final one, man, we've had him on the show. Mr. James Papa Bear Boggs uh, <laughs> started this one. It's called Team Addo. And... Uh, I know he mentioned it before and there's a meaning to the word addo. It's like Greek. It means something, but basically what he does and his passion is uh, Jimmy, Jimmy has his own team for uh, formed up to help transitioning veterans uh, get new jobs. And by doing that, he also supplies them with a new fitted suit. Uh, so he's traveled all over the place. I think he's been in DC he just got back. I think he went down to Tampa recently where Adam Adam Bird was with him and, and shot down there. And he's traveled a couple other places and they're currently expanding their program. 
Um, and it's about to go really big because I think Jimmy's going full time in on this uh, on Team Addo. But uh, talk about another guy. We call him Papa Bear for a reason because he's a big, dumb, sweaty animal, former uh, <laughs> 10 years in the Marine Corps, 10 years in the United States Army, uh, infantry guy to turn Black Hawk pilot. And he is just the the biggest, loudest, um, God-fearing man that you could probably come across. And at any time, he will tell you he loves you and give you the biggest <laughs> bear hug. And what can I do for you, sir? <laughs> type deal. And uh, he also wears pink pants, and he's pretty light in the shoes when it comes to the dancing, which is somehow impressive. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Jimmy's doing amazing stuff. I'm, we're so proud of him. Like Raph and I talked to him and um, just hearing what he's doing for the veteran uh, community and helping people in that tough time during their military transition to civilian life, uh, getting resumes built, uh, hooking them up with a brand new fitted suit, uh, incorporating them around other veterans to build a community of like, you know, maintaining that, that sense of uh, purpose and pride and what they, what they do and, uh it, it's just very inspiring what he's doing man and to hear he's like yeah i'm taking it in the next gear this is something that you definitely want to get behind and you know if you're in one of the areas if you go to teamado.org um they talk about where they're going to be they have fishing tournaments down in tampa um there's uh i want to say actually there's one coming up um let me look up the date real quick it's okay. going to be yeah, they just had the throwdown down in Tampa on the 22nd of April, and uh, now they're going to have the seventh annual All Heroes Welcome, and it's going to be the 29th is like the big gala where they do a lot of like uh, philanthropy and people donate. I think they raised like $80,000 the previous year, the year that uh, actually you weren't there for that. I was there for it last year. And then uh, this year, they have it on the 29th of September, and then the 30th is the actual um, fishing tournament, which I'm going to be there. It's going to be hard to because I just... It's not, I mean, for a lot of us, especially the veterans, it's kind of a small reunion. You know, there's tons of guys from like the previous life. And then you get to meet a bunch of other new people. And it's just, it's a really great networking kind of place. Um, and then obviously you're helping raise money for just an amazing cause. Like I said, he's just trying to help transitioning service members out of the military. So they can kind of not just get a good footing, but like get momentum, you know, as they're getting into that civilian career. So it's, it's, it's price. What he's doing, if you really think about it, it's it's priceless. Like it's he's doing more by just by like I will say this because I've seen some of the bus behind the scenes work. When the when you get out of the military, and obviously Mike doesn't know about this yet because he's still technically a duty or active duty. When you get out of the military, there there is kind of like a, a checklist, if you will, that the military is going to give you. You've got, on, I think, within six months of you actually checking out, whether you're doing 20 years or, or six months, you've got to go through this. And it changes names. I think when I went through, it was called TAPS or something. And it's basically just, it's a checklist. It's like three to four days and you just sit down and it's, they'll, they'll bring what they call subject matter experts on, hey, this is how you write a resume. You know, this is how you clean up your LinkedIn page, blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying it's not helpful. I just, uh, it's, it's more, I felt like it was more kind of check the block. So I, you know, this is when I went through, it was back in 2018. I'm sure they've done some improvements. And I think the spirit of it is, is good. Like the military is thinking, Hey, we want to help our, our people as, as they transition out. But what Jimmy's actually doing through team Addo is like heads, heads and shoulders above that, because not only is he suited, like, you know, everybody knows that appearance makes the first impression. So if you're going out and getting a job to interview for something, I mean, not having like, you know, being draped in a, in a, in a fitted custom, you know, uh, uniform, uh, a fitted custom suit. I mean, it just, it makes you feel like you deserve the position that you're, you know, you don't, it, it helps you kind of fight that thing they call imposter syndrome, right? Because sometimes you feel like you're in over your head. But I will say that, I mean, they, these are custom-made suits um, from, uh, it's literally one of the oldest tailors in the United States. I don't know the, the, the company's name, but it's this factory that's like the oldest. And I think they're in the process of actually acquiring the factory itself, which is another thing to celebrate for Jimmy and his organization. Um, and then on top of that, like I said, he's trying to like uh, do a better job with like the resume building and actually crafting a really effect, not just not just making a, a you know night tight uh, night 
a nice and a tidy uh, resume, but actually making it effective, like choosing the right words for the right position, what they're looking to do. It just, it, it takes a lot of like um, brain power behind that. And so he's got like people that like, literally that's what they do, you know? So and, anyways, just, I can't say enough about Jimmy. Obviously he's one of my closest friends, um, but like you, he, I've seen, I've seen this organization grow from like, I, I remember literally sitting in a car talking to him and he's telling me about what he wants to do. Fast forward seven years later, they're raising significant amounts of money and every dime, this, Jimmy's not taking a, a dime. He's not, he's literally not taking a dime. Um, he's got like a, a net worth that he's going to wait for the organization to reach. And then he'll take a small salary because then he's going to just dedicate himself full time. Um, but literally everything, again, this is not a fly by night operation. Everything that organization raises is going to go to helping veterans. And I just, you got to love everything about that. You know, like he is authentic. He's a, he's a love. He's got, like you said, immense love for the Lord and, and Christ. And he's, he's open about it. He's just a strong Christian. He's not perfect. Actually, he's, he's a big turd burglar, but, uh, he's got a <laughs> massive heart, man. And I, and I can't say enough about him and his Liz, which, you know, we all know. Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing with him. <laughs> and, and listen, shout out to Liz. Liz is another go-getter. You know, she's also a JAG officer. Um, very well-to-do, very respected in, in, in that field. Uh, everyone that knows her loves her. Awesome athlete. Tons of marathons under her belt. She just recently did like a bikini contest. You know, one of those like fitness contests. And uh, where she like completely changed her macros and her nutrients and all those. And she just crushed it. So just that whole family, man, they're just a bunch of go-getters. I mean, yeah. they are, they are the worst. <laughs> yeah. And, and Raph and I are excited because we're getting our new suits tailored so we can go interview for the janitor job down at the high school, like stepbrothers. Shut your mouth. Uh, all right. Yeah. So just quick review. We got team Addo, uh, team Addo.org, uh, with Jimmy Boggs and his crew, uh, for veteran transition assistance with suits and resume building and some opportunities there. We got an operation once a lifetime, operation once lifetime.com with retired Sergeant Patrick Sowers. Um, literally anything that you can think about is as far as assistance, he can probably do it. And then here is media group and HMG beverage with Mr. Adam bird who is our primary uh, sponsor for the podcast uh, with Heroes Media Group, sponsoring veterans within communications, helping them with podcasts. And then also, you know, he, he hires veterans to do work uh, and work in the coffee and spirit business. So give those guys a, a check out, like, follow, let them know that uh, Uncle Raph and Cousin Mike's, uh, you know, gave them all a shout out and uh, we'll share our community with you. All right, moving on to the next one. We had a question that said, do you guys ever think about doing a live Instagram video of uh, like questions and answer or discuss topics? Yes, we've talked about it. Um, the only thing is we don't want Raph or Melon on the show because we think we'll just scare people away. So I don't think we're going to do it. Right, Raph? That's fair. No, no, that's fair. <laughs> no, honestly, we, we were actually talking about it and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard for us to kind of get together. Uh, we're in three different parts of the planet and, uh, you know, Mellon right now he's working in Saudi. Uh, it's early morning there. It's uh 1230 here on the East coast and nine 30 in Spokane, Washington. So it's kind of hard for us to line up and all be able to get on Instagram and kind of make it work and whatever. But I think we'll uh, try to coordinate a time maybe individually and we'll post it. And then, uh, if you'd like to tune in and talk to one of us and just bring up stuff or, talk veteran stuff or just make fun of each other. You know, that's fun too. If you got some time stop by and say, hi, tell us what you think about the show. Uh, you know, Hey, it could be fun. So yeah, we'll see uh, yeah. coming soon, I guess. All right. Uh, next question is, do you guys have any moments as a what if, or if only situation? So kind of how I took that is like, is there something in your life where you could say, what if I would have done this or if only this would have happened blank? Uh, I think it's a very interesting question, but pretty quickly Raph and I discussed this and it was like, that sounds kind of like a regret 
or something that we could go back and wish we could change. And I'm pretty sure we all have something that, yeah, of course, I wish I can go back and change that moment, change who I was, change what I said, you know, something that happened. But honestly, we're both in agreement when we think about it, that we're right where we are and where we're supposed to be. Like everything that's led up to this point has made you exactly who you are in this moment. And that's all that really matters because the only thing that matters is the present and your next step that you take into the future, because we could all change, you know, we can't change the past, but you can damn well change your present and your future. Right. I mean, Raf. No. Yeah. That's exactly what we were talking about. It's um, yeah. We gave some thought to this and, and I thought, you know, not to sound like I'm walking on water because I'm not, I'm a complete moron and I'm actually a monkey, but you know, I don't really have the what if and if only moments only because I am genuinely like, I'm, I genuinely believe that where I'm at in life is where I need to be. And so if I had changed anything in the course of me getting here, it would have not landed me where I'm at. Right. Like I wouldn't be living where, I, where I'm at. I wouldn't have my son. I wouldn't be married to my wife. I wouldn't have, the job that I have. I'm not saying my life is perfect. Trust me. There's plenty of times where there's a, definitely a struggle within um, where I feel like I, I could do a little bit better. I could make smarter decisions. I could, you know, put more resources away, you know, just that sort of stuff. But overall, I would say when I wake up in the morning, I am beyond grateful to be in the place that I'm at, right? Like in, in this moment with my, with my friends, with my family, with my son, um, the existence, my health, I, again, could it be better? A thousand percent. Yes. A thousand percent. Yes. But suddenly that, that thought process doesn't go to, man, I should have done this. And then I could, I could be somewhere else. What my thought process usually goes to is if I ever have that feeling like, Hey, shit, I'm missing out on something. I immediately start to go. I, I immediately go to the thought process of, well, what do I need to do to achieve that? Right? Like I, that's kind of my immediate default setting. And that's what we all need to like kind of get to. You need to get to that point where you need to be happy in your present, in your present sense. And if there's something that's bothering you, then kind of get to the core of it and then just be like, okay, what do I need to do to change that so that I could continue to be kind of centered or happy or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it, it, I, I think I understand what, what that person was asking with the what if and the if only, but um yeah, you. I think we, Mike and I, we both agreed. You really don't want to get hung up on that. That could be really detrimental. If you're like, "Fuck, I could have," you know, <laughs> Uncle Rico. Like, I, you know, if I had one state, I could, you know, I'd be in a hot tub with my with my soulmate. Like, well, <laughs> you could still be in a fucking hot tub with your soulmate. <laughs> you know, just I don't know, man. Maybe own a, a furniture store. Who knows? I just the point is, you can't get hung up on that stuff. That's kind of how we took it, and so that's maybe it's not the response that individual wanted to hear, but. Um, you, you again i can't reiterate that enough like to really truly be happy you have to be like present you really really have to be you know enjoy your, your present and again if there's things you need to work on then start building that path to, to get to that place where you think you want to be yeah. um yeah i took yeah. it as uh you know what if or if only and and i think this person is kind of talking about our past forget the past I, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Mike. Yeah. I'm just going to forget everything. <laughs> yeah. I get it. But I challenge you to ask those in the, in, in the present. What if I don't do something right now? If only I would do this right now, then what? Ask yourself that ask, ask yourself those questions in the present, not the past, because one you can change and the other one you cannot, uh, and I've, I've talked about that before is like, we asked the question of why, why did that happen? Why, 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 why? And you'll drive yourself crazy because you may never get an answer. But the one thing that you can do is ask yourself in the present, what can I do right now? You know, and, and that that's puts you in a whole different headspace. Um, the other thing too, and, you know, we were actually talking about this at work the other day, talking about, you know, executing, going out and executing a mission and like whether we're going to do the mission or not due to risk or, you know, some, some other factor. And, you know, everybody always wonders, is just like, you know, Hey, what, what happens if we do this mission? What happens? What happens? Yeah. We'll kill the bad guy. We'll get him. This will happen. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
But then you have to turn around, which doesn't get always discussed is, yeah, what if we don't do this? Then what's, then what's probably going to happen? You know, hey, they're probably going to kill 10 times more people. They're probably going to get an attack off. They're probably going to do something, right? So you got to ask both sides of the coin. What happens if we do this? What happens if we don't do this? You know, and again, ask yourself that in the present, not in the past, because you can only control now. So I thought that was a good question. Um, it's kind of cool that Raf and I are in agreement. Like just, I think along our journey, the last two and a half, three years of talking about things and, you know, we're, we're slowly just accepting life as, as how it comes for the most part, you know, and, and that gives you a sense of peace, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think there's a strong, there's some, there's some like level of genuine strength that you get from kind of under or from taking the perspective of, you know, success ultimately is nothing but a string of failures. Like you can't be afraid to like, I think when I was younger, I was, you know, like, just like you, Mike, like you had these goals, lofty goals, and, and, you know, you have to meet these gates and you have to be successful through these gates. But in order to like get there, you had to fail through things. You had to like, maybe you failed at your swimming times in the beginning, maybe you, you know, whatever, whatever it is, pilot training, just all that stuff. Um, but honestly, you, you just keep thinking if, if I fail, people are going to know that I failed and, you know, they're going to think I'm a loser. And the reality is once you get at our age, you realize that failure is necessary like to a degree you know that could be but you have to like course correct off of that you can't just continue to do the same thing keep failing over and over but um just you 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 have to at some point agree that just you have to go out and do it and then you know reassess hey man this is where i screwed up okay i'm gonna change this i'm gonna tweak this a little bit i'm gonna go this way i need to you know do this to get a faster time to to be a better swimmer to be to learn another language, to be a better husband, whatever it is, like learn from those mistakes, but don't be afraid to make mistakes. So that, so it kind of just, again, it kind of undermines that what if and the if only like it, it's just part of, it's just part for the course, man. You're going to, you're going to fail. You're going to, and you're going to learn from that hopefully. And then you're going to adjust and, and move on. Yeah. What do you say? The failure is the in, antithesis of success. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Failure is the antithesis of, of success. Like if you're, if your whole focus is I can't fail. Well, I, to some degree, I guess there's some truth in that because, you know, to get to the unit that you got to, for instance, Mike, you had to be successful, right? Like the, the, you had to, you had to like stack enough wins so that you could kind of make the cut, so to speak. Um, and there's plenty of, of dudes that didn't do it, but but in those wins, there was tons of failures, right, along the way. And you didn't use those as, as like, deterrence. You, you use those as, like, okay, I need to adjust because clearly what I just did was not right or didn't help or, you know, whatever. So they, they're just they're, – they're lights of – they're like a guiding light, you know, yeah. in terms of failure. Like, it tells you which direction not to go. Like, okay, shit, I can't go down this road. Then it must be in this direction instead. You know, maybe it's – a person or people that you need to associate yourself because they have a winning, a, you know, a winning track record or whatever. Yeah, no, that's, uh, it pops in my, you know, yeah, exactly. So the lesson that's popping up in my head is resilience and determination. And I know those are two big words that are commonly thrown around, but I would say the difference between like, okay, you go through like military boot camp, they break you down and build you up how they want you. Right. It's more of a building process and like that sort of thing. Uh, when you go through kind of a selection program, like what what I went through and. Um, it's not so much about breaking you down and building you up. It's constantly pushing you for extreme success and perfection while simultaneously introducing you to catastrophic failure. Uh, example of that is, uh, you know, everything is timed and there's timed, uh, evolutions that you have to do. So say it's like the time to run, like there's a, there's a time four mile time run that you got to do in a certain amount of time. Um, if you go and you pass and you get this sense of like, well, I showed up, I did everything I was supposed to do and I passed and everything's okay. Um, not in the real world, especially not in the military is you can do everything right. And the world will still go to shit around you. And they induce the failure 
even when you do right, even when you prepared right, even when you studied as much as you can, because a common thing that when you're growing up is, hey, if you show up on time, if you if you have the right gear, the right attitude and the right equipment, and you do everything right, you're going to have a successful job, successful life. You'll have a wonderful family. Your finances will be great. And it's like, no, that's <laughs> that's a great thought, but that's not realistic because think about how much how many things can happen and the way are related to and they test us for like consistently dude every single day for a year you just get your ass handed to you um being taught this lesson is you can do everything right you can be out on a mission uh and execute perfectly and it's like hey it's time to leave we did everything perfect and the next thing you know your helicopter that's coming in to pick you up off top of the mountain while you're surrounded crashes there or get shot down now your whole platform just went to shit that's when you're going to find out if the guys that go no 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 i did everything right this isn't fair i i showed up on time i i did the planning right and everything's fine and this isn't fair and this sucks and they freak the fuck out versus the guys that go okay hey we did our part this is the new situation this is what reality is hey let's get our shit together we got five minutes to move now we're moving to the helicopter that's our new objective period and guys get up and move. They're not complaining. They're not, you know, feel bad for me. They're not focused on anything else. That's they just accept reality so fluently and are able to adapt. And it's not about failure or anything or winning. It's just it's a way of life and it's how you view stuff in that perspective. And you literally get that beat into you for a straight year um being taught that lesson. So that's what popped in my head. Yeah, that, that's a great analogy, dude. That's a perfect analogy. And because I, I was, you actually took the words out of my mouth, but you actually articulated that better because I was going to say there's no better teacher of that very philosophy than war because war doesn't give a shit how prepared you are. Mm-hmm. Like it helps, right? But the enemy always has a vote. So, anyways, that's a, that's a great, I think that's a great analogy on, on why that's important, right? Yeah. So, again, we're not trying to shit on the what if, if only. We're just saying our, our, philosophy about that is a little bit different right because we've just learned through the years of you know of getting beat down so much that you're just like you just got to let that it's just part of transformation you have to let the past go you have to just be like all right man it it's behind me now moving forward mm-hmm. yeah great question uh that was yeah it one. was it was uh all right next one is uh, let me bring it up here uh can you guys highlight a wounded ill or injured service member Talk about their live day and their recovery. That may be inspiring. Uh, oof. Yeah, I have one that pops. I have a, I have quite a few that pop in my head, man. Like I I work with guys that I walk around. I'm just like, you're you're a fucking hero, dude. But <laughs> uh, one pops out in my head. Uh, do you, do you have one raft or top, or do you want me to go? No, go go ahead. Okay, so uh, I'm not going to use names here. Um, I want to be respectful of it and it doesn't really matter like where exactly they are. But, um, you know, I worked with this guy. I was actually, uh, one of his mentors, uh, when he was younger and, uh, a couple of years ago, I want to say it was 2018 or 19, right around Christmas time. Uh, I heard that, uh, he was in a situation where they were after a guy overseas, I believe it was Afghanistan. And, um, they ended up having to go in. This guy barricaded himself and they went in after him and he was a barricaded shooter. And he shot my friend uh, nine times. Uh, no, this isn't 50 cent bullshit. This is real. Um, yeah. Uh, seven, six, two by three, nine uh, is real. And he took nine rounds to both arms, both legs and through his stomach. Um, he lost a lot of his intestines, um, was pretty much blown unconscious for the most part on the ground. Another friend of mine came into the room, killed the guy. Uh, one of the medics jumped on on him. Basically, uh, I mean, not to get graphic, but there's when you're doing TCCC, which is tactical combat casualty care, or like, you know, working in the golden hour, the whole point is to get them to surgery as fast as possible. So uh, you're taking your fingers and whatever you have, and you're stuffing anything that's hanging outside the body, you're stuffing it in the nearest hole getting a chest seal or something, some type of tape or whatever to cover it and patch it to keep everything inside so you can move the patient. Uh, they basically got him and um, they were flying him back to Bagram and talking to my buddy that that uh, was in the room with him and, and came back. 
uh, I'm getting kind of uh, <laughs> goosebumps thinking about it. He said it was the most patriotic thing he's ever seen. Uh, flying into Bagram, there was a radio call that went out on a loudspeaker that there was a wounded service member that was coming in and he was heavily, very badly wounded. And when he got there, he said there was over 300 people uh, lined up outside of the medical facility uh, holding American flags and uh, in uniform and just amazingly supportive. And as they were carrying my buddy to the uh, the surgical place to like get him first line of care, uh, all these people were just saying the kindest things and praying for him and just being there in support. And my buddy said, dude, it was probably the most patri patriotic day of, of his entire life. And um, he was eventually flown to Germany during the flight, uh, he broke the record for the amount of blood units uh, for transfusion. Uh, it was 167 units of blood. And uh, yeah, I'm not a medic or anything like that. I know a little bit, but uh, I believe they, they told me that his blood, his blood type temporarily changed, which how much blood they pumped through his body. Uh, he got there, got to Germany, ended up coming home. He was in Walter Reed uh, for multiple months. Uh, unconscious, uh, so he could do so many surgeries and everything else. Uh, I sent him a text message. I heard he was awake. They weren't allowing like really anybody up into there to go visit him. I tried going and they wouldn't let anybody in. Make sure his wife and he has a daughter and make sure that they were okay. Uh, months passed. And then one day when I was a, uh, I was teaching, I get this random text message from him and he goes, where are you at? I just got your message and it was the one I sent to him and Walter Reed praying for him and everything else. And he drove all the way up to where I was and shows up and he's walking on his own. He was really skinny. He lost a lot of muscle from his recovery and physical therapy and everything else. But he comes up to me and just gives me the biggest hug. And he's like, bro, it's so good to see you. I love you. Thank you for your message. And Dude, I teared up. I mean, it was just, I was so happy that he was alive. And uh, we we spent the night, like I was running training, but we just sat there and talked all night about what happened. And it was actually Memorial Day. Uh, I believe it was two years ago. And I know we're coming up on Memorial Day. And when we finished training that night, we went back and the guy that kind of came in and helped him, my other buddy, was in the training group. And he came in and saw him and those dudes were like, bro, what are you doing here? And they just, they hugged each other. And it was so cool, man, to see that connection and be part of it. And um, we all took a shot that night for Memorial Day, uh, end of the day. I think it was, uh, what was it? Jack Daniels uh, honey, honey whiskey, right? Or whatever they have, the honey flavor. Yeah. And uh, it was just the coolest moment. And, and fast forward till now, he's back, fully operational, active duty still getting after it no no excuse uh this past year we just went to a dirks bentley concert and i invited him out and we were hanging out all night you'd never know anything happened to this guy and he took nine ak-47 rounds to the body and he just loving life living life no excuses didn't talk about it didn't want to talk about it he's just out there living his life to the best of his ability and uh you know times like that dude i just i'm so blessed and to have people like that around me talk about an inspiration. Um, he still has a job to do and he wholeheartedly follows it. I mean, it's just an amazing human being. So that's great. Yeah. That's a great story, dude. I got nothing to, I have nothing that would follow that. <laughs> like we, we talked about my stories, but uh, you and I talk about the stories offline, but they, they would just bring everybody down. This is, this is a good ending. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah um yeah so th that's my little story there's there's multiple other ones that could go but i just thought yeah hey interesting interesting one and wounded story man yeah yeah and old kenny g he's another one that popped in my head kenny yeah he we had him on the show a while back talking about his experience and getting wounded and the lessons he learned while during recovery down in texas with the wounded warrior program and um what he learned and stuff he's another inspiration of mine i freaking love him Oh, oh, Kenny G. Kenny yeah. G. Yeah. Um, all right. And then the final question that we're going to cover today, and I don't know how in-depth it is, but it's it's an interesting question, is uh, what, what would you write to your 10-year-old self in a letter? What would you say? 
if you're writing a letter to your 10 year old self, what would you tell that little kid? I, I think uh, to not put too much thought into that, but I, I would tell myself to not take everything so seriously. Um, and somebody said it best. And I, I, don't, I don't know who to give this credit to, but somebody said something along the lines of, you know, the things that matter the most are really just your family, right? Um, now you can define who your family is, whether it's your wife and your kids, or maybe you're not married, so it's your inner circle, but whatever, whatever that inner circle of, you know, that little inner tribe, that is what matters the most. Anything outside of that is complete frivolous bullshit. The job, the degrees, the fuck, just all, just all that shit. Like none of that, like literally none of that matters. And, um, and in this life, the things that will that you're going to carry and that are going to sustain you, you know, up until your last breath, that are going to put the, the biggest smiles on your face, are literally going to be the the people that you consider your tribe. And so, put your efforts into to putting a solid group of people around you. Again, that includes your wife, your husband, your children, um, your family, your inner circle of friends, and and give them everything. Right, like that, because that, that is. That is a, represent, a representation of, of who you are. That's a manifestation of who you are. Um, you're the good, the bad, the ugly. And then everything else, like just don't don't sweat it because it really you'll realize when you get to your last to your last breath, you're gonna look back and you realize there's a lot of stuff we worried about that just it didn't matter. Like it, it didn't matter that you did that you only made two hundred thousand dollars a year versus five hundred thousand dollars a year. It didn't matter that you owned three acres versus just the one acre. It didn't matter that, you know, like it just not, it's just frivolous bullshit. Like none of that, the, what will matter is the time you spent with your children, the time you spent with your wife, the time you spent with your best friends and, and your family and how many times you told your, your parents that you love them. And it just, that's the stuff that matters, right? It, none of that. And you don't need money for any of that. And I was like, fuck that. That's pretty true. I mean, that's, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. So I would say that to my 10 year old, like, dude, continue to, to just have that 10 year old heart continue to like see the world through that. And, and, and just don't be afraid to love. Cause you know, this will all be over before you know it. Yeah. Well, so at last week we talked about, you know, is it too late kind of thing we were and Melon and I were talking about the importance of time that every day you're trading away a day of your life for something. And it's like, let it be good. Right. Let it be a, about a positive relationship that you built or maintained or something nice you did for somebody. Don't trade your days for bullshit. You yeah. know that it, it, it's so it's so short. Uh, I wrote down a couple things, you know, as, as I'm sitting here. Uh, if I was to write a letter to myself, I would say, hey, hey, little Mike, <laughs> you're you are going to have points of extreme joy in your life. And you're also going to have points of extreme pain. Don't have this fantasy that it's all going to be fun and, you know, fun and games and everything's going to work out the way you think it is because life has another plan for you. Uh, you're going to lose someone that you love early. And, you know, I've shared before I lost my dad when I was, when I was uh, 18. I don't think I would tell myself, if I was younger, Hey, it's going to be your dad. I think if anything, uh, I would just say you're going to lose those who you love early in life. That way I would just love them everybody harder because like you just said, it, it's so, it's so important to, um, build the relationships and really let them thrive and, and, uh, enjoy them while they're around because ultimately we're all going to leave this earth and, everything comes to an end in one way or another. So I would, I would definitely tell myself like, appreciate the time with everybody, my mom, my dad, my grandfather, my grandparents, everybody, my aunts, my uncles that have passed away. Um, enjoy the time even more and love harder for everybody. I wouldn't tell them that, Hey, your dad's going to die when you're 18. Cause then I would just focus on my dad and I wouldn't be fair. Right. Yeah. Uh, stay true to your dream and your vision of your career. I was so sure when I was younger, I was like, that's what I'm going to be. And that's what I'm going to do. And there ain't going to be a damn thing that anybody's getting in my way. Like anybody that knew me back then, dude, will will tell you that. And I never partied in high school. I never drank. I never did drugs. I never uh, did anything. It was like, does that benefit me getting to where I want to be for my career? Nope. Cool. Not doing it. It was that mm -hmm. black and white. 
And uh, ultimately, hey, it paid off pretty, pretty well. But I would just like reassure myself of like, hey, you are on the right path, you are thinking the right way. And it is going to be tough. But don't, don't lose your dream. And don't find an excuse not to do it, or let anything get in your ways. And uh, because ultimately, I, I really came through on that side for it. Uh, and the last part, man, is find God and build your pillars now. I wish I would have had more God growing up in my life. Um, we never really, really went to church growing up, although my dad really never talked about it too much. I was more my mom, but I wish I would have had a better relationship in trying to understand uh, my faith and my relationship with God and my purpose. Because uh, definitely into my late teens and when my dad passed and then getting into the job that I am and how I literally went zero to 100 from like a small town kid in Pennsylvania to San Diego, California and moving around in this huge community and all this other shit. It was crazy. I didn't know who to be, how to be, what a man truly was. It was just whatever I thought was cool at the time. I'd mimic it and be like, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to be. That's a real man. And that just seemed to change all the time. Instead of following uh, God's vision and purpose for me, I definitely think uh, I failed on that end because of my, I thought I knew it all. I was young. I was arrogant. In some points, I was overly confident in my abilities to handle whatever was thrown at me. And that was a bunch of bullshit. And I failed at it. So I... I I definitely tell myself, even as a 10 year old, like believe in God, he, you know, he loves you. He's got a plan for you. He's going to take care of you. And ultimately he did, man, because, you know, the only reason I'm still here is because um, I believe that he literally prevented multiple times from me passing away when scientifically I should have been dead uh, all six times. I, I just can't explain why I'm still alive, except man, God was really looking out for me that day. And that's why I'm here. And that's why my relationship with him is so strong is because there's no denying it anymore. And I just, yeah, I just wish I would have done it younger. Yeah. That's good, man. It's brutally honest. I like that. It's yeah. pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. I got time for fake shit. You know, I just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't care anymore. No, no. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, you got anything else to uh, follow up with any any of that, Raph, or any any closing comments? Because I think that we're about our time right now. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely close. No, I just it's just refreshing not having Melon on. God, if I could just be honest, if I could just be so bold, like if we could just do this regularly without Melon, I think the world place. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Yeah, he's like he's like I I work at zero two thirty, and I'll be I work I'll be in the fada. And then I go to my job and I sit in the office and I eat crab cakes and whiskey. You know, it's like, I don't know. What the fuck fucking melon. Fucking melon. <laughs> now, if you want to wrap it up, man, I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I re we really appreciate everybody taking the time to send us in some comments. And we like putting that stuff out there on social media. And, you know, like I said, our, our goal is to incorporate and hear what you guys want to hear and talk about. Uh, and be, again, being brutally honest. There are topics and things that are not comfortable. And maybe if you don't know how to do it, uh, bring the topic up to us or have a guest on or do whatever. And we will get uncomfortable for you and with you. Uh, because as you heard, we don't care. <laughs> it's uh, it's all part of the growth. There's lessons to be learned. There's lots of life uh, to you know hopefully understand. And uh, we're all in agreement that we're willing to do it. So uh, send us in comments what you think, uh, responses or anything like that. Uh, think about some of these uh, questions, maybe go back and visit, especially that uh, that last one of what would you write your 10 year old self? I think that's cool for everybody to kind of do because, yeah, you're going back to your 10 year old self, but you could write a letter to your present self as well and be like, hey, you fucked up before you did this, you did that. This is what's coming for you. Right. And, you, and it will kind of maybe let you forgive yourself just a little bit, you know, <laughs> just a tad yeah <laughs> but it'll definitely help so now we appreciate you uh check out all those websites of the veteran organizations uh and then check us out you know if you're not following us if you're just coming across first time we're on facebook instagram uh you can listen to us on stitcher apple podcast spotify heroes media group we're on there as well and we post around you can you can search amazon music that was kind of cool on the alexa the other day um 
she popped up and was playing it. So I, I didn't know that, but yeah, we're apparently we're on there. So yeah, leave us a review five stars. If it's not a five star, then just message us and tell us we suck. And then tell us how we can uh, get better so we can be a five star, you know, just be a good dude or a good, good chick and uh, hook us up that way. So anyways, until next time, hopefully sans melon again, uh, we are taking applications, but until next week, uh, <laughs> I gotta love that dude. Uh, take care and we'll see you then.